the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. We're having a great day here. Uh, unfortunately, though, I, I just want to you know, start off the show saying, hey, we're having a great day. But this is actually a very sad week. We lost a lion of justice this week. Um, Justice Antonin Antonin Scalia had passed away in uh, in Texas, and that is grave implications for patriots all the way across this nation. So, folks, be in prayer about this, about any kind of replacement uh, that happens. We really need to make sure that our Senate stands firm. I know it's a big call to ask of uh, Mitch McConnell, who's affectionately known on this show as Sponge Chin Squarepants, to actually stand up for something and fight, but he absolutely has to. I know they've caved on all on every single other issue, but at this point, if we have Obama put somebody else on this court, who would probably be the likes of Eric Holder, um, you're going to have our fundamental change of this country will be over. Every single decision where it's good versus evil will be six to three, six bad, three good, or five to four, five bad, four good. We will have no way to defend ourselves from the onslaught of governmental overreach and uh, imposition of Obama's will into your life. So be in prayer about that because they have got to stop his appointment. They, they cannot let him put one more person on the Supreme Court. Um, that's that's number one. Uh, number two, joining me here, a good friend, longtime friend from the show, a uh, great guy all around. I have David Combs. David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Phil. Pleasure to be back. You know, uh, David is actually one of those guys who's had a great life and he's able to enjoy hunting in different countries, um, traveling extensively, uh, meeting all different types of people across the world. And enjoying it every step of the way, right? Yes, sir. That's been wonderful. And so David's going to talk to us a little bit about problems related to traveling, especially when you're traveling with firearms, hunting in different countries, fishing in different countries, um, just planning vacations to remote areas even. It doesn't even have to be doing hunting or fishing, but if you're going to Mozambique for a safari, there's some things you need to look about, right? 
Yes, sir. So we're going to talk with him about that during the show. We also want to talk about Friends of the NRA. Friends of the NRA is a great group here in Southern California, well, they're nationwide, but in Southern California, they're doing a great job putting on dinners. These dinners are typically between the beginning of February and the end of March. They're in our local area. Go to friendsofnra.org, click on the calendar, see when the next one is. I know we have them in Riverside coming up and Rancho coming up. We just had one in Palm Springs. Go out there, meet the people that are fighting for your Second Amendment rights, get involved, buy some tickets, win some guns, have a great time. Also in California, we have at least eight new bills that are coming out that are going to be anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment, anti-freedom, anti-everything but um, <laughs> but progressive liberal insanity. There's lots of that in these. Uh, these bills are designed to criminalize ownership of firearms. None of these bills increase the penalty for the misuse of a firearm, only for the ownership of different classes of firearms. So they're coming after you to make you the outlaw simply by owning something that is legal in 49 other states uh, that has, let's take for example, the AR-15 rifle. Less murders per year committed with an AR-15 rifle across the entire nation than are committed by hammers. So or feet or hands. So here we are, we have something that's not a major crime issue, but it's a major political issue that they're tossing around. So check that out. We're going to have Michelle and Associates on the show again, talking more about this legislative update. You'll find out more on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or online at firinglineradio.com. Okay, I think I got most of our most of our uh, stuff out of the way. I want to really just push through that and talk with David because David has been a good friend of the show. I've got to hunt with him before and I've known him for quite some time. And this is something that's been near and dear to your heart because you've actually had an incident that was pretty close to the reason we're talking about this, correct? That's correct. Well, Phil talks about, you know, troubled times in the state and the country. You can have troubled times on a hunt while you're having fun. Uh, a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to be hunting in Mozambique, uh, in southern Africa, and noticed that my vision in one eye was starting to fail rather rapidly. Well, fortunately, I was a member of a group called Global Rescue. I had my satellite phone with me. I called Global Rescue. Uh, ans- was answered by a dispatcher and their staff. They would you have 24-7. He asked me to describe the symptoms in the eye, which I did. He said, stand by your satellite phone, we'll call you back in one hour. Now, Mozambique is very third world. Airports are small. Okay, tell them where Mozambique actually is. Okay, it's just north of South Africa on the Indian Ocean. So it's south of the equator by how far? Oh, thousand miles or so. And Mozambique was a very troubled country for a long time. They had a, it was a Portuguese colony for years. Then they had a nasty revolution there that the Cubans were actually involved in under the Castro regime. Che Guevara? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. But in any event, uh, they called me back in an hour, and they said, be at the local airport at 9 o'clock sharp in the morning. We'll have a medical jet waiting for you there, which I got there a few minutes before 9. It was about an hour drive through the jungle and the desert and whatever. Uh, they had a doctor on board, a nurse. It was a nice medical jet. Uh, they flew me to Johannesburg, South Africa, I was taken to a local clinic to see an eye specialist who verified the diagnosis of a detached retina, 
And two days later, I had surgery in Johannesburg to repair the retina. Uh, thank goodness for Global Rescue, or I would have lost permanent sight in that eye. A Global Rescue membership, and I'm not touting them because there's other services as well that do the same thing. Well, they give, <clears throat> give them kudos for what they've done. Absolutely. They, 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 they saved my bacon, so to speak. And from the time I got to Johannesburg, had the surgery, I had to lay up in a hotel for about two weeks to let the eye heal before I was safe to fly. They changed my airplane tickets for me. They called me twice a day from back east of this country to make sure I was okay, had good medical care. When I got home, they followed up, all for a few hundred dollars. Uh, if I didn't have that medical insurance, it probably would have cost me $100,000 to get it taken care of properly. Well, worse than that, you know, you don't know what's gone wrong with your eye. That's correct. So here you are, you're several hours in from the bush on a dirt road. Right. And this isn't, we're not talking about the I-5 freeway. No, we're not. And with a detached retina, one of the issues is a lot of the bumps and pressure changes that you have, it could continually make it worse, right? That's correct. So if you had to drive all the way in from Mozambique to South Africa... I would have lost sight of the eye, permanent sight of the yeah, eye. Exactly. And I've re- the eye's recovered enough. I can still use it for my shooting eye. I can shoot through a scope. Uh, the vision, I wear a contact lens on it, but the vision most of the time is pretty close to twenty twenty. Uh There's a couple other outfits that do the same thing, one called MedJet, one called Ripcord. Uh, I, of course, I can't say enough about Global Rescue from my own experience. Yeah, the dispatchers are ex-Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, they're tied in with John Hopkins Hospital in Boston, so you're dialed into some great medical care. They dial, they they work with medical providers all over the world. Uh, they also have an extraction service, which is an extra fee. Let's say you're in a country and there's a riot or an earthquake, they'll pull you out in less than 24 hours. Now they had a, a lot of this. They just did in Haiti. That's correct. When they had that terrible earthquake out That's there. That's correct. They probably pulled. Oh, 100 people out of there who had global rescue memberships in less than 24 hours. The other people that didn't have that or similar service were maybe stranded there for days and days, maybe even weeks before they could get out because the airport was closed to commercial flights. Especially when you're talking about places of civil unrest. I mean, I've got a trip going out of the country uh, later this year, and, you know, we're looking at Europe. Right. And I'm thinking, boy, it should be nice to have a team of Navy SEALs on my side. <laughs> Well, a couple of years ago, my wife and I were in South Korea, and the North Koreans were kicking up their heels, and so I signed up for the extraction service, which is over and above the medical service that Global Rescue has, and they said, well, if the, if the North Koreans invade South Korea, we have assets on the ground to have you out of there in less than 24 hours. You'll be in safe in Tokyo. So it's a very reassured thing. Instead of being back in Pyongyang, yeah, that's a, that's that's a very right. good thing. And the Global Rescue has short memberships, like a month, or you can get a year. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, again, I'm not pitching them because there's other services as well. But whenever you travel abroad, or even in the United States, if you're in remote areas, I recommend having a medical evacuation service. That, that's a great idea. We're going to talk more about this, about how it actually works and why you need it and, you know, cases and points. I've got some experience with the search and rescue team where, where we've had to do some of these things. Um, it sounds like an awesome idea, but I want to talk more about just the planning aspect and we come back after this. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Fireline Rescue, Fireline Radio Show. I don't know where I am. That's the other job. Fireline Radio Show here with David Combs. We'll be right back after this.
A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! That's right, folks. Boomstick Radio, Philip Naiman, Firing Lion Radio Show, or Firing Lion Rescue Show, whichever one you need it to be. Uh, check us out on our website, FiringLineRadio.com, or Facebook, Firing Lion Radio Show. Hey, as you know, Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sports and Guns and Ammo in Riverside, is a sponsor of Firing Line, and he wants to stress the importance of safety in firearm usage. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or target shooting, it's important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. Vince highly recommends that you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. And as a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense. And with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211, or visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sport, Guns, and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211. I'll be seeing Vince later today, so I'll, I'll say hi to him for you as you're all coming through the store there. That's Vince Torres over at Bullseye Sports in Riverside. Thank you, Vince. Uh, Folks, joining me here on this segment again, I have David Combs. David is a worldwide hunter, conservationist. 
I mean, Thank that's, you. That's how I actually met him the first time, folks, is I saw this man donate more money in one night to the conservation of bighorn sheep than I've ever seen any liberal reach into their pocket for. It was an amazing thing that he, he cares enough to put the money where the conservation efforts are needed. Thank you for that. Thank you, Phil. Um, and so we're talking today about possible problems you might have when you're doing a safari or a backcountry hunt. Uh, Phil, that's that's can be the case. You can't have a problem. A hunt can be can go sour on you. You can get in trouble. You can get hurt. In the previous segment, we talked about global rescue for medical emergencies, but there's more than just that. If you travel out of the country, of course, you carry a passport. Be sure to make copies of the passport. Have them in different parts of your luggage or your backpack. So if you lose your passport, you can get to the local embassy or consulate and get it replaced in a hurry. If you don't have a copy, you could be jammed up there for days. That's extremely important. And even maybe have your significant other at home have a copy with her or him that they can fax you a copy to a consulate should you need it. The other thing is do the same thing with your gun permits. Today you cannot travel out of the country that any place I know of and hunt without a gun permit. And it comes from be it Canada or Mexico, uh, in Asia, wherever you need a gun permit. In America. In America. To get your guns back into this country. Absolutely. You have to have a form. And so, But to start with, when you go to another country, make copies of your gun permit, like your passport copy, have it in different places to be safe. When you, when you return home, there's a form that you obtain from the U.S. Customs Office. Uh, for example, there's one in downtown Long Beach. There's one at the L.A. airport. You go there with your firearm and they register it. There's been a bit of confusion about it lately. Uh, some folks think you have to register every time you leave. That's not the case. You register it once. But make sure the customs officer stamps and signs the form. One time a fellow forgot to do that for me, and I got in a jam at L.A. airport when I was trying to leave the country to go to Mongolia to hunt. Fortunately, I was able to get it fixed there at the airport. And again, I always have copies of that. You know, this is what you're talking about. This actually happened to me in January. Right. So I think we, we talked about that uh, on the phone. But um, we got to go to Mexico for a Sonora hunt. And leaving when you're leaving the States, the the information we received from the same person at the counter as we're all checking in was different for almost every guy. So... We're bringing hunting rifles. So they have you open up your rifle. They wanted the ammunition with some of the guns. And then when they when someone said, do you sure about my ammunition? She goes, oh, no, put the ammunition in your check baggage. So she approved, the same lady approved some of them with some in the gun, and some of them had to pull it out and put it in their check baggage. The very same lady. Um, one of the things you have to do before you ship is you've got to make arrangements on the other side that you have approval from that country to bring a firearm in. Absolutely. In Mexico, the colonel at uh, Hermosillo Airport is the one who had to sign off on these things. So months in advance, you apply for your permit. And if you're hunting, then your outfitter will help you with that. But I had photocopies of the permit. The original is supposed to be kept with the colonel down in Mexico. Who, you know, who knows who he is, but, <laughs> or what he's doing. So I had my photocopy of all my permits signed with me. I put in an envelope, I had my, all my forms, my customs declaration form and my gun permit in my gun case. 
I had one with me with my passport and I had one in my check baggage. So if something got lost somewhere, I needed to know that it was fine. Well, we get down to Mexico and uh, everybody's going through the, the check-in baggage, so forth. Two locks came off my case at LAX. And I know it's at LAX because when we landed in Hermosillo, I walked to the end of the plane. I watched them unload my firearm and I walked it in because I was more afraid of losing it in Mexico. Than the United States. Yeah. But I didn't realize that two locks had been cut at LAX. Yeah, wonderful. Good. Thank you, TSA. <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> and if I didn't have two extra locks that were not that were over and above, I'd have lost my gun. Sure. Anyway, so um, we walk it in there, and I'm the last guy in our line. They just can't find my paperwork. They did not have the correct forms to bring my rifle into Mexico because the originals weren't there. And it's a strange feeling in a foreign country when a guy's got an FNFAL 308 standing there next to you, and you don't have a permit for the gun, and he's asking you why. Right. And uh, you're, you're guilty before you're ever presumed innocent over there. And finally, the outfitter had to drive an hour out and get the permit and come back in. And I just had to sit in an uncomfortable position, uh, hoping this got sorted out. And that's, that's not doing anything wrong. You're not trying to smuggle anything. You're just trying to obey all the rules, and there still are snafus going to a foreign country. Absolutely. I've had that happen to me. And uh, a few years ago, I was hunting in Mongolia uh, for Siberian wolf. I took my own rifle with me, and I purchased another rifle as a gift for the outfitter over there, which I was allowed to do. I had all the paperwork properly done on both rifles. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't use two forms. It was all on one form. I get to the country in Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar, gave the outfitter the rifle as a gift, which was perfectly legal. We went to the police station. We registered it there. The police station gave me a release form. When it came time for me to leave Ulaanbaatar and come back home, the customs chap looked at the form and said, where's your second gun? I explained to him what I had done. Showing the release from the police station, that wasn't good enough for him. They detained me in the customs office. Fortunately, I had my cell phone as able to get a hold of the outfitter, and he sorted it out. But it was a very uncomfortable half hour being detained in the customs office. And, and especially if you're in a place like that where you're going to miss your flight. That's right. And then when's the next flight from that particular country? In two days? Probably so. That's right. <laughs> so it, it just totally is a nightmare, and you just have to make sure that the paperwork is one thing you cannot cheat on. That's true. I had another experience in Moscow. I was flying uh, to a trip to Turkmenistan in Central Asia to hunt sheep. And I'm in a commuter airport in Moscow waiting for my flight. I've checked in. Uh, of course, that's a whole other story, too. But uh, when you have a rifle, but I had the appropriate papers. I needed you Russian had, papers. You had the right rubles to give to everybody in line? That's always a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah well, they told me, Phil, that I was overweight by 10 kilos, which I wasn't. And I had to go clear on the other side of the airport to pay a $10 fine. Or the, the gentleman at the gate says, you can give me the $10 and we'll forget about it. So you can... <laughs> Guess which avenue I took. <laughs> anyway, I'm in the waiting area waiting for my flight, and a Russian female military officer comes up to me in very broken English, want to know where my Turkmen gun permit was. And typically in Turkmenistan, they give it to you when you arrive at the airport. The outfitter meets you there, go to a customs office, they fill out the form. I tried to explain this to her. She didn't understand. Uh, she became more agitated. And this is cases when you need to think on your feet. So I said, hang on a minute. So we went into the duty-free shop. I took her in there. 
because most duty-free shop clerks speak English anywhere in the world. So I got the duty-free clerk to be a translator, explain the situation, and all was well, and I got to go on my way. Very good. But again, like you wanted to end up in uh, Stalag 13 out there no. in Siberia. But, you know, when these things do happen, think on your feet. Don't get angry at the person. Yeah, you can't get angry. You're going to lose. Do not. Never do that. Don't ever blow up at them. Yeah. If you, well, there's a story of that one guy who blew up. Oh, wait, there's no story because he disappeared. Right. You're, you, they have all the power. They have all the machine guns. You don't even speak the language. You have nothing. Just just sort it out, keep a cool head, and then work through it. Absolutely. That's good advice. Folks, Firing Land Radio Show, I'm here with David Combs. We're talking about traveling to foreign countries and the things to be aware of and how to protect yourself and your family. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hello, folks. Welcome to Mulan Lave Saturday. Philip Naiman joining you here on Firing Line Radio Show. Check out our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. You know. If you happen to check out our Facebook page, you're going to notice a couple of things on there. Some of them are our giveaways. You know, some of our sponsors have been giving us some great product. We have cutting edge bullets. So Dale Fundak, he just won some 30 caliber, 180 grain cutting edge bullets, which are awesome, awesome rounds. We've given away uh, several boxes of the PhD ammunition. I've got hats. I've got shirts. So, you know, check it out. Give us some likes. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, which is free at firinglineradio.com because when I do giveaways, I tend to pick from that list. Not always, but I'm just saying it is free. You know, you support the show. We support you. Also, we have HexMag. Great little uh, AR-15 magazines come in all different colors. Hex Mag, we're giving some of those away. And Vortex Optics. Uh, Vortex has come on as a great sponsor. Vortex, the force of optics. But Vortex is, uh, I shoot them. I'm shooting them this weekend at Avenal. So they're, they're absolutely great, repeatable, clear, crystal clear optics. Great price points. So check out vortex optics we'll be giving away some of their stuff also so that's enough for the commercial side let me jump right back in here with my friend david combs david um we talked in the last segment well a couple segments ago about global rescue and the good work that they do but i want to talk about the the extraction and the short membership thing cover that idea again if you would sure be happy to 
Uh, Global Rescue has a program where you can sign up just for 30 days, for example. Uh, you might be going it's basically to, trip insurance. That's right. You want to be going to Canada fishing in a remote area, fall, break a leg. Uh, you've, you've gone in on horseback. They need to get shot with a helicopter. Didn't you have an, an issue on a fishing trip? I had an issue with a friend right. who had not paid his Global Rescue membership. He didn't renew it. Uh, we were on a, at a fishing lodge. We had just arrived by helicopter, very remote. He got sick. As soon as he got off the helicopter, they took him back to the Healy port in a little town called Masset in the Queen Charlotte Islands. They put him in a little clinic there, then medevaced him down to Vancouver. We was in the hospital for a week. He needed to be medevaced down to Los Angeles for further treatment. He was very, very ill. The fact that he let his Global Rescue membership expire cost him close to $30,000 to be medevaced in Los Angeles. Had he kept the membership up and spent a few hundred dollars, it would have cost him zip, zero. So what's a typical annual expense for that? Well, they have family memberships and they have individual memberships. And now today, if you're, if you're a senior citizen, it's a little bit more. But typically, it's like $400 a year for a membership. And it's it's fabulous, fabulous program. So it would be much less for a trip. Absolutely. Yeah, so the the trip that I'm thinking about, if we go if we go ahead and go to Europe later this year, um, you know, I'll buy the trip insurance. Absolutely. Uh, especially the evacuation part if you're going to Paris. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't reimburse you for your airplane fare getting there, your commercial fare. But what they do is get you to right away to medical facilities and take care of your problem. Some of the services require you to get to a medical facility and have a diagnosis by a physician. Then they'll help you. Global Rescue does not do that. They'll diagnose your problem over the phone or satellite phone, whatever, communication th- device. That little difference is why you still have a right eye. Absolutely. Is the fact that they did that and then got you to medical care, not you. Having to get there. Yeah. That's true. So they're, uh, you know, they also as mentioned, Phil mentioned, they have this extraction service. You get into a dicey situation with a civilian revolution. Uh, this is a separate fee, of course. Uh, you can purchase that for your trip, and let's say Phil, you're in Paris, and and they had some big, big problems there, which you had some not too long ago. You can call Global Rescue and share your concerns. And in their words, they'll have assets on the ground will have they, you out of there. Will they just do, will they just do an ammo drop for me? No. <laughs> I just I just need a resupply ship. <laughs> Who do I call for that one? I think that that might be the <laughs> French Foreign Legion. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so. Um, great advice about copies of your passport. I hadn't done that in the past, but that does make total sense. Have one in every bag that you have. Absolutely. Because Another thing I carry sometimes, depending where I'm going, a copy of my purchase receipt of the rifle or shotgun I have with me to verify that it was purchased in the United States. Occasionally, you'll be asked for proof of ownership. And that's that's another way to kind of protect yourself. Now, with the if you had your copy of your... Uh, your Border Patrol form, the Customs form, that shows that you came from America with it. That's correct. So that could also – I bought mine 40 years ago, so. Well, a friend of mine got in a jam with firearms in Morocco a few years ago, and they put him under house arrest. I don't know if I want to travel overseas with you. All your friends are getting jammed up <laughs> I, I, right I, now. I wasn't with him. <laughs> he made the mistake of going into Morocco, and his firearms were in a bag that – or a case that looked like a – you know, for golf clubs – he, did, he forgot to declare them. This guy's kind of a forgetful chap. Didn't declare them. When he was leaving Morocco, when they discovered them, they sent him back to the hotel, put him under house arrest. 
I had to get involved, get his congressman involved from the United States, uh, get a, an outdoor lawyer type involved in the United States, and eventually we were able to get him loose. But it took the CIA over there to send a man in to get him out. <laughs> he must have made some good campaign contributions. <laughs> but the one thing that came up during his I call house arrest in a four-star hotel was they asked him for proof of ownership of the farms if he bought them in the United States, which he had. But he did not have that information with him. Right. And had he had that with him, the Moroccan authorities might have gone a little lighter on him. Well, he he made the fatal mistake. He went into a country not declaring That's it. That's correct. Just, just basically thinking that they're stupid and they're not going to catch me anyway. Well, he's one of these kind of forgetful chaps. And, okay, and, forgetful. And just didn't think about it because they, they would, didn't ask him. But they would view it as you're disrespecting us. Oh, yeah, it's a possible felony. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, anyway, so you definitely don't want to do that. I do like the idea of, like I said, carrying the different uh, areas, different passports. Um the the fact that you have coverage in case you need it, one of the ways is communication. That's very important. Uh, many places in the world, cell phones don't work. Uh, I always take with me a satellite phone. Even if I'm hunting a remote place in the United States, I have a satellite phone with me. Uh, if you don't want to purchase one, uh, you can rent one from an outfit called The Hunting Report. They publish a well-known hunting magazine. They rent them to you for thirty days, and you, really? you, you yeah you pay for minutes ahead of time, and uh, you have it with you. Satellite phones will literally work all over the world. Okay, uh, if you don't want to do that, there's another device called InReach. Uh, you can buy them from Bass Pro Shop, I know, and it sends text messages by satellite phone. Not as, not as good as talking to another human being, but certainly you can get a message out where you are. And you have a problem. And uh, I would not travel without a satellite phone or without the inReach device ever. And those are over at Bass Pro Shops, I think you said. Yes, I understand they are. Another thing, I think Bushnell had one called the OnSpot. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, uh, if you need help, you push the button and it shows where your location's That's at. That's correct. Just you have to make sure who's who's watching on the other end. That's correct. So, yeah, there's some different ways to take a look at, at uh, how to how to protect yourself when you're going to these countries. I think that rental of the satellite phone hunt report, you said? Yes. Hunt report. I'm taking note, folks. I hope you guys are too. Hunt report. Rental. Because when I go, I'll have my uh, cold steel walking stick, <laughs> my city slim stick. Uh, I will have my uh, safari land pens. I have a tactical 1000 lumen flashlight that happens to fit in the front left pocket. You think about this. If you're going through these areas, they are non-firearm friendly, obviously, if you're talking about walking through urban areas in, in Europe. There's a lot of unrest that's going on there. How do you protect your loved ones? Okay. I, I, look, I can run. So I can run. My wife's in heels. What Are, are you going to run? No. no. You're going to stand. So what are you going to do to protect your loved ones in that kind of situation? And what tools do you have that are legal over there? And so take a look at tactical pens. I think that they're highly over over uh, or underestimated. Um, going through customs, I take them out of my pocket, put a little thing there. I goes, what the hell is that? Push the little button, little ink comes out the other side. That's my pen. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, uh, the City Slim walking stick. We showed pictures of that, uh, or a video of that to you earlier today. You know, it'll it'll 
disassemble a uh, concrete block, and it's a cane. That's, I think that's a good idea. Uh, light is a great defensive tool. A small flashlight that can fit in the palm of your hand and hits a thousand lumens, you could temporarily take somebody out of a fight, you know, if you get that into their face. It's blinding. Absolutely. Intentionally. So, you know, think about those things when you're in those situations and in those places you can't carry. You can't even carry a knife. If you carry a knife in Europe, it has to be less than two inches and folding and non-lockable. Well, you know, give me a pair of toenail clippers. They're more useful than that. (laughs) So, folks, think about that. Think about how to protect the ones you care about when you're in situations that you don't have control over. And the Global Rescue is obviously a great idea, too. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back with David Combs after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Well, you know, besides being entertained... I know you're being informed today, and I want to thank my special guest here, David Combs. David has a lifetime of experience he's sharing with us here, traveling overseas, traveling in the back country of the United States. I mean, think about it. How remote do you get by yourself, you know, on a hunting trip or hiking trip? Uh, you could be down one canyon from cell phone usage and twist an ankle, and you're there a long time. That's correct, so, unfortunately. You have to you have to prepare for things and think these out. And one of the other things that David wanted to talk about is, is medical. You know, what do you do when you're going overseas to prepare for any medical emergencies you may have? Well, the first thing to do is to make sure that you're current with your shots and your vaccinations. How many shots does it take to go to a place like Africa? Well, it depends what part of Africa. Like 47 or something? Well, you feel like a pincushion when they get done with you. <laughs> But most cities uh, in California or anywhere in the country have a health department. Uh, you can go to your health department, and they often have an advisor or, and, a, and a nurse or a doctor that specializes in what, what, what do you need when you go overseas, okay? Uh, for in Long Beach, example, where I live, we've got a great health department. They can provide all the vaccinations, all the shots, immunizations that you'll need. They're at the health department. Yes, in the city of Long Beach. And, you know, it, it could be for, you know, yellow fever. It could be for pneumonia prevention. It could be any number of things. They will do that for you, okay? Uh, if that's not available, most of the, the major medical centers in the country can do the same thing. They're prepared for that. Now, how far in advance should you take these shots? Well, I would do it usually probably a couple months in advance because some, some you might get a reaction from and right. be under the weather for a few days. 
In addition, they'll provide you with prescriptions, and you want to ask for that. Different forms of antibiotics, uh, different types of medicines. If you get what I call traveler's tummy, which is no fun, uh, antibiotic cream, uh, all these so that you can provide yourself with some least minimal medical care if you have a problem. Now, let's talk about the anti- antibiotic creams, okay? Uh, what are you going to use that for? You can use that for cuts and scratches. Absolutely. Is there anything to get cut or scratched on hunting in Africa? Uh, yeah, a lot of thorns, okay? <laughs> everything, right? Yeah, everything, everything has a thorn. Everything in Africa seems to have a thorn. Or it wants to eat you. That's right. Thorn, horn, or, horn, or wants to eat you. Well, the thorns are from the fact that the hot weather, and it's Mother Nature's way of a bush or shrub, tree cooling itself by having thorns and not being eaten by a thousand that's exactly right and so when you're stalking something through the brush you're often hunting in shorts short sleeve shirt it's very easy to get scratched next thing you know you've got a nasty wound looks infected have you got the proper medicines with you yes to take care of it and clean it up it doesn't entail running to town to see a doctor but you can do some field dressing on yourself and take care of it and that's almost a hundred percent certainty that you're going to have to deal with that. Well, yeah, you can get you can get bites from insects. Okay, in Africa and certain places, you want to take anti-malarial medications. Extremely important. Okay, no one wants to get malaria; it stays with you the rest of your life. And you take the malaria preventive medicine. There's several types. I won't mention the names. Your doctor can supply them or the health clinic. You start a few days before the trip, during the trip, and a few days after the trip, and. That's really, really important because I've known people that have got malaria and it comes and goes the rest of their life. Yeah. And it wipes them out for several days or weeks. At That's a time. right. That's right. What about a polio vaccine? You know, Absolutely. And get your smallpox upgraded. You know, many of our kids haven't had a lot of vaccines. Um, well, if you're taking them to Africa, make darn sure they get them before they go. Or anywhere overseas. You That's think right. about that. You know, a lot of the kids, there's been, you know, smallpox. They said, well, it's been eradicated. Well, you and I have had smallpox vaccinations, but right. our kids haven't. Another nasty one is cholera. You can get an immunization to prevent cholera. Many third world countries in Asia, uh, for example, with dirty water, cholera is not that hard to get. And it's miserable if you get something of that nature. Which is like um, Montezuma's revenge on steroids. That's right? correct. Until you die. That's correct. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Oh, boy, you're just making me happy here. Um, so so you have your own kit. Uh, what are the other things you might bring in your... Well, obviously, you know, a little first aid kit. I always take one with Band-Aids in it of different types, different sizes, gauze, maybe a wrap. If you sprain an ankle or a wrist that you can, you know, wrap yourself up in it. Uh, and, of course, you wear glasses, take several pairs with you. Uh, some folks even take a little dental kit, so if you break a tooth... Or lose a cap tooth, you can make a field repair. Uh, there's any number of things you can take. Again, it depends on where you're going, obviously. Now, one thing I do when I'm leaving one of these countries where I've had all this medical stuff with me, the antibiotics, etc., I'll give them to the locals. Explain to them what this is for. If you get this, you can use this. Get this, you can use that. And they're very appreciative of that. Right. That's a great idea. You know, because these are people, well... You tell them so some of the different countries you've been to. Well, the, some countries, the people are poor church mouse, so to speak. And, and uh, in you know Mongolia, where I've hunted three times, you're way, way, way out in the countryside. It may be a 15-hour drive. 
to Ulaanbaatar Tour, which has the only medical facilities. <laughs> Fifteen hours in the back of a yeah, on the back of a beat up SUV or an old Russian Jeep. You'd be pretty miserable by the time you got there. <laughs> Just shoot me now. That's right. And the locals, you know, they don't have vehicles in most cases. They're riding horses. So if they need medical attention, they're going to need it before they can ride the horse to Ulaanbaatar. They'll die before something comes absolutely, back. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't have satellite phones. So I would carefully explain to them through a translator what these different medicines were and when to use them and not, don't overuse them, obviously. If you take vitamins, take your vitamins with you. You know, take eye drops. You know, all this is just a lot of common sense when you travel foreign into remote areas. You know, one of the things that I run into, um, because I have a big nose, is is when I'm hunting at altitude, I almost always will end up with a bloody nose, and and the longer I stay, the worse they get. Sure. So. One of the things, especially, you know, you're hunting Western Colorado, it's just a very arid area. Saline spray, you're talking about the eye drops. Right. But I I make sure I have a couple of things of saline spray, and I start using it the day I'm leaving. Um, it has helped immensely. And also salt pills. I think that's something that we overlook quite a bit. Because when you're going into these countries and you're doing something very strenuous, um, Especially if you're eating the local food, you may not have the salt content that you're used to, and your body will excrete salt under exertion. And when you do so, I, I found that if I'm taking my mineral pills, I end up not having the nosebleeds and with the saline. So just find what works for you, but make sure you, you pack that. Well, also, Phil, it's very important to stay hydrated. Yeah. And often if people are at high elevation, cold, they don't know that they're perspiring, and they're losing a lot of moisture and a lot of water out of their body. You lose most of it through respiration. Absolutely. And uh, uh, this is a little graphic, but watch the color of your pee. If it's real dark yellow, you are dehydrated and start pounding some water down right away. If it's dust? Um, You're really in trouble. Okay. Yeah, so watch out for no gold dust. No gold dust. <laughs> Make sure to write that one down. But you know, most of the things, Phil, are just common sense. And I've, I've seen people get in trouble that maybe this is their first trip to Africa or first trip to a remote place in Canada hunting, and they haven't done their homework. Okay. And then hopefully listening to this show will help a few folks so you can read up on it on the internet, talk to their physician about it. I hope the physicians traveled a bit and they can, they can prevent problems. You know, here's what I want to point out with, with David. He's to, he came all the way up here to our little our little hamlet in a sand, sad burning ghetto uh, from Long Beach. He's spending his time here. What you're hearing is 30, 40 years of travel advice, of going to obscure places, maybe learning some things the hard way. He's a pretty smart guy, so he probably studied up first. But seeing what has happened to others in these situations and sharing that with you so you won't have these hard-earned um, knowledge bumps to carry the rest of your life. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Phil. One thing I might say in closing is wherever you are, wherever you're traveling, whether you're fishing, think on your feet. Use common sense. Don't panic. Don't have a temper tantrum with a customs agent. And if you just keep a cool head about it, you'll be fine. I had an experience in Moscow a few years ago where I had my satellite phone. I was told by the customs agent this was not allowed. That's uh, against the law in Moscow. I had to go into a little police station at the Moscow airport there. And I explained to them this satellite phone was programmed only to call the United States, which was baloney. But it got me out of a tight situation, <laughs> and I didn't lose my satellite phone. And, and uh, did you have to tip the uh, guard on your way out? A little bit. Of course. <laughs> I, 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 bought him, I bought him 
of beer. Well, you know what? And that's the other thing is have local currency. Have Absolutely. Local, carry carry and, and your cash. Your cash is never all in the same pocket. Absolutely not. So split it up and make sure that you know where it is. And, and you're going to have to have tip money to get yourself out of some jams. One dollar bills go a long ways most places in the world. Okay, that's good to know. I was over tipping. <laughs> Folks, I, of course, I've never been accused of that before. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, I want to thank my special guest, David Combs. David, thank you so much for being on the show. Love my, your my stories. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank Love you. the experience that you share with us. Thank you very much. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, have a great weekend. Don't get into trouble and think on your feet. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.